the drive to go further and reach higher. The same thing that inspires you inspires us. At Strayer University, we're always searching for new ways to make education more affordable. That's why we offer access to up to 10 no-cost gen ed courses to help you save time and money so you can keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. No-cost gen ed provided by Strayer University affiliates of your learning. Eligibility rules apply. Connect with us for details. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by Chef. Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here, my friend. Coming up a little later on in the show, we'll get a review of Royal Caribbean's Independence of the Seas. Before we get to the first interview, I do want to tell you to make sure you follow us on Snapchat. Just search us uh, right there at Cruise Radio. Also, join our Cruise Radio Facebook group. Just type in Cruise Radio News on Facebook, and there you go. All right, so last week, Carnival Cruise Lines was here in Jacksonville, Florida, which was really nice because I didn't have to travel anywhere. They had a big announcement right there at the Wells Fargo building on the 34th floor overlooking downtown, and they're teaming up with Operation Homefront and doing some really, really cool things that will transition to the onboard experience as well with the military and the families and all of that. Also, country music superstar Carrie Underwood was there, so we had a chance to ask a couple of questions to Carrie as well. But first, we had a chance to talk to senior Senior Cruise Director of Carnival Cruise Lines, John Heald. Uh, here's what John had to say. We're here with Senior Cruise Director John Heald. <laughs> who, uh, you just celebrated, what, a 51st birthday? I hate you. I have no idea what you're talking you, you about. Look, by the way, you look great. Thank you, mate. Yeah. yeah. I, what, yeah. Are you, what are you down to now? But I think I am shrinking. Yeah, I'm trying to lose weight. It's your fault because you look great yourself. Have you been? Good, man. Good. So congratulations. It, it, Can I just say before you ask me questions, congratulations on all your success. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, let's talk about the event today. Operation Homefront, Carrie Underwood, Jacksonville, Florida. Give us a recap of what cruisers can expect and how is this going to transition on board? So the first thing on board is going to be uh, an initiative, which I think is so important. Each and every cruise, whether it's a three, four, five, six, seven, ten, there will be a specific activity and event hosted by the senior officers on board, which will honour retired and serving military personnel and to give them a special location and a special time and then of course with our partnership with uh, Operation Homefront and the general who was here we have these dog tags which will be on sale in our shops on board with they really are beautiful and they talk about honor family fun and all the proceeds of people buying these will go directly to Operation Homefront. Is this going to be kind of like the groove for St. Jude program where you can actually participate on board the ship? Yes absolutely so at the moment it's the dog tags I think think in the future days we'll look at doing what else we can do on board but uh, the fact that we're able to honor these incredibly brave men and women on a fun cruise is is really special i was on carnival sunshine on the journey cruise the second part i just missed you by a day last month i planned that yeah i figured you did and jamie d did a salute to the troops and it was like i got goosebumps and i like was like almost crying at this event are we going to see more of these with this partnership yes absolutely that's the the footprint for what we'll be doing and um, we don't just want to make it a throwaway it's going to be a special event where we praise we have music and we also give uh, the microphone to these uh, veterans Mm -hmm. who have fought in Vietnam and Korea and uh, Afghanistan and Iraq and a chance for them to tell their stories to their fellow vets which I think is very special. 
Carrie Underwood was here earlier, and she did a Q&A and talked about the new partnership. Is this going to transition into any Carnival Live performances? Yes, we will have a Carnival Live performance. Uh, we haven't announced what ship yet, but we are going to do that. And I have a feeling that one will sell out within minutes yeah. because she is one heck of a performer. And I am now a re- uh, I'm, I'm now into country music. I could tell, yeah, with your corny jokes you did earlier. One last question here, John. I know uh, you have a new ship coming out in a couple of years. I understand you were going to tell me the name of the new ship. Yes, uh, we're going to call it the Carnival Cruise Radio. (laughs) We're going to put Cruise Radio on the side, and uh, everybody will have to wear clothes like you which don't match because you are italian after all are you italian because nothing i I, just a a white boy i don't know okay no i can't tell you the name of it uh i think we're going to announce it soon but there's a clue in the name of the ship vista so have a think along those lines and see if you can get it we'll ponder that thank you been talking with john heel senior cruise director with carnival cruise line God bless you, man. Great seeing you, buddy. You too, mate, and congratulations again on all you've done. Always enjoy talking to John Heald. Next up, we had a chance to talk to country music superstar Carrie Underwood about the partnership. The first question we asked Carrie was, have you ever sailed or even been on a cruise before? I have not been able to go on a cruise, but whenever we were talking about working together, I was like, I need to see the ship. I need to like be on board and like really see what it's all about. So we went and um, and toured around the uh, the breeze, and um, I was just so impressed. I mean, people were were getting on the the boat, and they were just very very excited to be there. And we got to see all of the the restaurants and all the activities and all the kid friendly things, and um, I was just blown away by. Um, just how much love and effort is is put into making the family experience one to remember and um, mm-hmm. so that they can bond and just, just have fun and relax. So I, I, I look forward to going on a cruise very soon. The next question we asked Carrie Underwood was, what makes it so important for you to team up with the military and with Carnival on this Operation Homefront partnership? I mean, that's that's what it's all about, um, just getting to say thank you. And I do feel so blessed that I'm in a genre of music that recognizes that. Um, we were growing up listening to country music. I mean, that was just that was a part of it. How many how many songs have there been written and, and sung by artists that are all about, you know, celebrating those that allow us to do what we get to do. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 all about just saying thank you and being able to be a part of that and just not just not forgetting, mm-hmm. not just not not taking that lightly. So, yeah, it's just it's nice to to be able to, to say thanks and to mm-hmm. get to to be in a genre of music that respects those people. So a lot of artists and musicians do USO tours and go overseas to entertain the troops. But what made you want to keep it right here in our own backyard here in the U.S.? Well, I've now gotten to be a part of both. Um, a few years back, we um, we went overseas and got to v- visit some military bases and just meet a lot of incredible people. Um, so yeah, I've I've been able to uh, be a part of multiple events and um, trips and organizations and things like that 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 have helped. Um, this was just a wonderful opportunity. Like it just seemed to, to connect so well and you know them being a part of my tour and um, all that again country music does with um, military members and their families and then me you know me being a mom and me just I don't know just thinking in a different way about things I never had to think about before about family vacations and things like that. Like it just all seemed to work and it just, yeah, 
it, it worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you want to find out any more about Honor Family Fun, Carnival's partnership with Operation Homefront, you could just check out cruiseradio.net. Also, thank you to Carnival for uh, inviting us out there to cover this event. Back in a minute. You're listening to Cruise Radio, part of the iHeartRadio Talk Network. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. From its rich heritage, picturesque beaches, and unparalleled blue waters, it's no wonder over 7 million people cruise to the Caribbean every year. What do you want to do? Swim with stingrays at Stingray Bay? Go for an island tour? Take a beach break? Or set sail on a catamaran to spend the day snorkeling? Whatever you decide, CruisingExcursions.com has a shore excursion to fit your budget. Cruising Excursions knows your time on the island is limited and that you want to make the most of your day. That's why they have shore excursions up to 60% cheaper than the cruise lines and offer smaller, more personable tours. Find out for yourself. Research and book your next shore excursion at CruisingExcursions.com. We'd love to hear your comments. Email comments at cruiseradio.net. We always like to get your cruise reviews here on the show. If you have one you'd like to share, shoot me an email, Doug, at cruiseradio.net. On the line with us this evening is Tom. He just returned from a four-night sailing aboard Royal Caribbean's Independence of the Seas that went over to Cozumel, sailing out of Port Everglades, and he joins us right now. What's up, Tom? Hey, Doug. How you doing? Good, my friend. Now, before we get to Independence of the Seas, let's take a step back and uh, give us some pre-cruise thoughts. What made you want to sail this itinerary in this ship? Well, the main reason is I think Royal Caribbean has the best value in terms of like a shorter cruise. Mm-hmm. With the Freedom Class ships, they suit me perfectly. Mm-hmm. I love the feel of the ship, the old time combined with the new, with the flow rider and the large rock wall. And of course, uh, it's just a drive down the street for me and the value. I mean, it was just un- unbeatable, really. It was the lowest price cruise of the season for, the, for that type of uh, market. So. Nice. So you were on a four-night cruise, so you make your way over to Port Everglades. How was embarkation over there? Parking was fine. As long as you get a spot at mid-port, you're really looking good. I mean, otherwise, you know, taking a cabin, pretty hectic. But I arrived at about 10 a.m., and the line was already pretty long. They opened up the security gates at probably about 10.30, and I was on the ship by about 11.30. Okay. And I think that was pretty good. Nice. Um, it wasn't. There was no real delays. Security is pretty smooth. So it was, overall, I would give it a B plus, A minus. Do they use Terminal 18 for those big ships down there? Terminal 18, I believe, is reserved for Oasis Allure. Okay. I believe we're at Terminal 25, if I'm not mistaken. Gotcha. Very nice. Uh, so you get on the ship. What were your first impressions? Clean, beautiful, spacious. As soon as we get in. You're basically right near the promenade, and you can head over right to the champagne bar, pick yourself up a drink. It smelled great. Just beautiful. And they had it all decorated out in uh, Christmas and holiday 
festivities. It was an added special touch. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You make yeah. your way to your stateroom. What kind of stateroom did you have, and what were your impressions of it? I had a balcony stateroom, Dick 7, on the port side, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was spacious. The bed was comfortable. The balcony is huge. Um, if you compared it to, like, maybe a Norwegian getaway balcony or Norwegian pearl balcony, you're getting about twice the size. Wow. Okay. So I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. And the bathroom was bigger than the other balconies I've had. So I was really pleased. Very pleased. How about as far as, like, the, the space inside the cabin? Like, was there plenty of space to put everything away for the four days and all of that? Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, uh, nice closet space. Of course, you got your standard safe in there, so you can put your valuables in. And then under the bed, if you have, like, some extra bags, mm-hmm. they can go under there. In the bathroom, plenty of space to put my shaving kit and deodorants and toothpaste. And it honestly, it suited every need I had. Nice. So let's talk about dining on this ship, because uh, one thing this ship has is dining options. So let's start at the top at the Windjammer Cafe and kind of work our way from there. So what were your impressions of the the buffet area, the Windjammer? Windjammer I liked. Uh, The selection was kind of lacking um, most of the night. There was one night I had a, a really big selection, I thought. But the one thing that really impressed me was almost immediately after sitting down is there was a waiter there asking if you needed something to drink or if you needed anything else pretty consistently. Mm-hmm. That really impressed me. That's an added touch whenever they're you know pushing the cart around and seeing if you need refills or you have everything. It's a really cool touch there. Yeah, I agree completely. One night they had the uh, the whole turkey, cranberry sauce, and mashed potatoes like the holiday you know festivity dinner i thought that was really a nice touch for the cruise and uh yeah i mean they've got a lot of spaces but i kind of felt there was like a lot of duplicates Mm -hmm. so it it was still it was adequate and the food was good nice and hot what time dining did you have in the main dining room 8 30 p.m gotcha and uh any standout meals for you you know i'll tell you what not really um i thought the food was good Mm -hmm. kind of felt the selection was a little bit lacking Maybe that was to drive people more to the specialty restaurants, which I didn't happen to try on this cruise. But mm. I thought the food was great. I didn't try dessert, so I couldn't really comment on that. But overall, I was happy with I had the prime rib or something, and it, it was tasty. Cool. Nice. Uh, let's talk about entertainment aboard Independence of the Seas. A lot of spaces, a lot of public spaces on this ship. What did you think of the entertainment on your four-day sailing? Well, the house music was great. I thought they really did a good job. The parades and stuff on the promenade and the parties they had really did a good job of getting the energy up and showing a good time to everybody that is there. And I'll tell you the, the standard shows, they kind of leave a little bit to be desired. That was kind of the one thing on this ship where I was like, you know, they kind of need to pick up the quality a little bit. Mm-hmm. It kind of just dragged on and it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't up to what I thought it should be. So, not that the acts were bad, it was just that it was just kind of a dull performance. Yeah, it seems like when the cruise lines pulled away from the live orchestras in the in the live shows and start like went to tracked music, it just all went downhill. Yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, yeah. How about any kind of uh like comedians or illusionists or anything like that did you see? You know what? I went into the comedian for about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I was on my way to karaoke, so I really, I guess I really couldn't comment on the comedian too much. He he seemed like he was making people laugh, but I was more focused on the karaoke, which, because 
it only went for an hour, mm-hmm. and the night before, it was absolutely packed. I mean, you couldn't even find a seat in there. Ah. So the karaoke and the host that was doing karaoke was really good. The sound system was great. So I really enjoyed that. And, you know, another thing I should mention, the ice skating show, that was really good. Cool. I really enjoyed that. I thought that was really cool, and it was packed every time they had it. I went to, to two different ones, and they were just, I mean, people back all the way to the wall trying to get a look at it. So something to think about when you're on the ship to get there early. Cool. You mentioned karaoke. Now, are you a uh, spectator, or do you partake? Well, I, I sing one song. Okay. And... Really, it was so busy and so crowded, you couldn't even think about singing two songs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought, I was kind of surprised they didn't have more time for people to sing because it was just, that was one of the things I thought that was one of the most popular things to do at night. And uh, not sure exactly sure for why they only ran for an hour each night. It was kind of strange. But which, uh, yeah, I, I partook. What's your go-to karaoke song? Probably Sweet Caroline. There you go. You can't go wrong you with that. <laughs> nah, can't go wrong. You, you mentioned uh, <laughs> you mentioned that you went to the ice skating show. Could cruise guests ice skate if they wanted to? And did you know if there was a charge for that? They could ice skate. All you have to do is sign a waiver. No charge comes with your cruise fee. Mm-hmm. They have different times for different groups. So they'll have like an open skating during the day, but like if at nighttime it's teens only, or you know in the morning it's kids only. So that's something to pay attention to when you're planning out your day. If you want to do the ice skating, make sure you go to the one that is your age group where you're going to be left out. Can you ice skate? No. Okay. Absolutely not. I, I fell about three times, and I was like, okay, I got to give. I'm, I'm giving up. <laughs> I, I just I just tried ice skating for the first time last week, and uh, actually second time in upstate New York, and it's not for me. My ankles give <clears> out. I, I lose my balance. I'm like, this is just a disaster waiting to happen. So I quickly got off Same. the ice. <laughs> Same here. Same here. <laughs> Floridians are not meant to do that. Very nice. So moving on, let's talk about the days at sea and your sea days, because one thing yeah. that really defines a ship is how it behaves on sea days as far as passenger flow, both inside and outside the ship. So how was sea days for you? Excellent. I'll tell you, um, I was a lot of the times I was either the flow rider mm-hmm. or in the casino during the sea days. Flow rider was actually less packed than I thought it would be compared to my last independence cruise. So I took advantage of that whenever there was a short line. Now, the surfing is way more popular than the boogie boarding. Mm-hmm. The surfing, you're about a 30-minute line. Boogie boarding is about a 10 to 15-minute line. The pool, crowded. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was sunny every day. If you didn't get down there and get a pool chair, then you're probably going to have to sit back uh, towards the breezeway or up mm-hmm. on top, which isn't the best. But at nighttime... For the sea days, towards the evening, 5 o'clock and after, you could really find yourself a nice spot next to the pool and enjoy some of the late-night activities going on out there. Uh, they had a couple competitions and things like that, so it was good. I mean, I, I wouldn't complain about it one bit. Nice. On the Flow Rider, is that a first-come, first-serve, or can you make reservations online before your cruise? Well, not on the Independence. Okay. It, it is first-come, first-serve, unless you purchase a lesson. If you purchase a lesson, you can pick the time, mm-hmm. but they're going to charge you big. I think it's like five twenty-five for an hour. Gotcha. So, yeah, I mean, unless you're really – and that could be a group of five, six people if you wanted to. But, mm-hmm. yeah, the only time you're calling your shot is when you're getting your wallet out. Right, <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> how, how about the inside of the ship on the sea day? I mean, you have, like, what, 4,000 people in there. Does it feel like there's that many people in one space, or is it evenly distributed where it's a pretty casual and good flow? I think it's a good flow. The promenade would get crowded sometimes, prime time hours, especially the uh, Irish pub. I was watching some NFL in there on Sunday, 
and not very many seats. And mm-hmm. there were times it kind of felt a little bit crowded, but not overall. I, I think it flowed well. There was always room to find a seat somewhere. And the ship was completely sold out. So I was pretty impressed. I mean, the casino got really crowded. The craps table, you could not, at nighttime, during primetime hours, forget it. <laughs> um, you'd have to be standing there waiting for a while. But in overall, the public areas, it was smooth. Cool. Was smooth. Let's talk about you went to Cozumel on this four-night Western Caribbean sailing. So how what, did you do yeah. anything in Cozumel, anything special? or? I went over to the Money Bar. Mm-hmm. It's a bar about, uh, I'd say, maybe five to ten miles from the pier, international pier. Just did some snorkeling. The visibility wasn't that great, but I had a great time. Loved the Money Bar. It's a cool place to hang out, chill. Stayed there for maybe two hours. Came back, grabbed some souvenirs right there at the pier, and uh, got back on the ship. So I didn't do too much this time. I've been to Cozumel about four times. Right. I've done the Tulum thing. I've done the excursions thing. So... I like Cozumel, and I'd recommend going there on any cruise. It's just this go-around, I just kind of want to chill out and swim and, you know, see the sights. You know. This money bar you speak of, I've never heard of it before. Where, where exactly is it, and what do you do? What, like, what can you do there? It's basically just a, it's a pub, really, and they've got tables. They've got lounge chairs, beach chairs. It's right on the beach. Mm-hmm. They've got a bunch of different monies from around the world embedded in the bar. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's called the money bar. Um, they've got snorkeling. They've got kayaks. So there's, it's an activity place. I have my own stuff, so I don't need to rent anything. Basically, you buy a couple drinks, and they'll let you leave your backpack there, whatever oh. you want to do. Unless it's too crowded, then they'll you know, ask you to pony up a little bit for a right. rental or something. <laughs> nice. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just a – I want to say it's about five miles from the International Pier, about, oh, if you head – I believe it's east – but a cab, I, a cab driver knew exactly. I said, "Hey, can you take me to the money bar?" He said, "Yeah." So, so it's so. definitely a cab, a cab ride. You can't like walk there from the cruise pier. No, no, no. Gotcha. Definitely no walking. Okay, nice. So uh, you make your way back to Port Everglades on the ship, and it's time to disembark. Uh, how was disembarkation at Port Everglades? I'd give it about a C, really. Once you get off the ship, there's still a very long line to even get in to grab your bag, and then another line to go through customs. They had like three custom agents working, I want to say, maybe four. So I always tell people, either be the first one off the ship or the last one off (laughs) the ship. Because getting in the middle, you're just standing in line, Mm -hmm. sweating, waiting. It's a pain. A C is being generous. There was no real problem. It's just a lot of waiting. Yeah. Old, uh, probably cutbacks from, from the county there, huh? Or government or... Something that's Yeah, it kind of seems like it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, although I have to say, the last one I did on the uh, Liberty out of Port Everglades, it was way worse. We couldn't yeah. even get off the ship uh, until about 10 a.m. <laughs> so this was a step up, and it still wasn't that great. I mean, I guess you can't expect too much with a ship that big, but I do a lot of cruising out of Miami, mm-hmm. and I can tell you every every time I've cruised out of Miami, it's been a lot smoother than Fort, uh, Port Everglades. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, uh, in closing here, Tom, do you have any first-time tips for people who are considering doing a, a Freedom Class ship? Well, I always tell people, try the Flow Rider. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's something that this ship – I didn't want to try it my first time. I said, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. And then I said, hey, I'll give it a shot, and I was addicted. <laughs> I just kept going and kept going. I had the worst sunburn I could ever think Uh-oh. about. Other than that, just enjoy the ship, enjoy the promenade, take advantage of some of the uh, daytime activities, you know, the art show, they'll give you free champagne. 
the art auction, I mean, and let's see what else. I mean, if you don't know what you're doing at the casino, take advantage of the casino lessons. Sometimes they'll give you free rum punch if you're sitting there. So, I mean, just, just explore the ship and take advantage of the things that uh, that they offer. Don't be afraid to, to step out of your comfort zone a little bit. Very nice. We've been talking with Thomas. He just returned from a four-night sailing on Royal Caribbean's Independence of the Seas, going over to Cozumel from Port Everglades. Thomas, my friend, thanks so much for being on the show, and have a great evening. Thank you so much, Doug. Take care, buddy. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.